welcome to episode two of the second hand brands podcast uh i'm ran i'm lama yeah so uh once again we have forgotten to record a welcome message uh at the start of our podcast most of the time when we do uh, recording for the podcast we just end up ranting about shit <laughs> oh, oh yeah so yeah. uh oh yeah so <laughs> so funny not funny like very interesting back story to how we ended up recording the second episode we recorded this like the next day after we released the first episode and we were kind of mm-hmm. on a high after getting after mm-hmm. people liking it and even getting messaged yeah. by a completely random person i don't know if they want us to name them here so i'm not going to do that but yeah thank you so you thank you, you know so much you are Thank yeah you. if you're listening yeah. you know who you are and uh, <laughs> thank you so much for the for what you told us it really gave us a lot of energy to record so yeah, yeah in we, this episode we just we just literally to that person like we just literally after reading that message uh you sent we were so hyped and like we got like a, a burst of energy and we just straight up went in and record started talking for like Three hours, and at the stretch, we got like three hours of content. Um, so yeah, so what are, what you're about to listen to is uh, parts of that because again, it's a long as uh, rant. So we're gonna divide it up and uh, listen to uh, pieces in different episodes. So it's not gonna have a proper conclusion right now, but it's a free flowing conversation kind of thing. So yeah, so what do we talk about in this episode? yeah we talk about uh, the thriller and mystery crime solving mm-hmm. movie oh, industry yeah. and about how about glorifying villains and then we kind of move on oh, to yeah, yeah. Yeah. manga and we kind of ended there yeah we, we move yeah. on to manga yeah we, the rest of the, i think we i i actually am asking him this because we recorded it a couple of days back and i have no recollection of and we both have no recollection of what we talked about uh but yeah but we should in the intro uh again well we see a lot of films that end up being quote unquote torrent hits or telegram hits these days uh because i don't know they wouldn't uh, go so well in the theaters but when i watch those films the thing is that i see see we can uh, watch it from home and see no issue with it but at times if we're going to put uh, you know stand in the mindset of a person who has paid a lot of money and gone to a theater and spent like what 3 hours of their time in there watching it uh, i can see why <laughs> many films don't really do well in theaters like as uh, me and uh, lama were having a conversation about this film called hi i am tony which is con- which many consider <laughs> a cult hit or something i suppose but i yeah, tend to find a lot of issues yeah i tend to find a lot of issues with that film the thing is uh, there's a lot of fat that could have trimmed down, that could have been trimmed down like when you write uh, when you write a script or when you write a story i guess mo- what most people uh, tell you to do or what most masters would tell you to do is just analyze what you're writing the scene for if it does not have a purpose cut it out like fucking cut it out 
that's the issue and I, uh, that's one of the major issues of high i am tony because while i was watching it like the opening scene with balu ergis and that girl in the car and uh, all that kind of crap like what is the point of it i don't remember it really contributing a lot to the main plot line and even if it did the same thing the, that those scenes were so inconsequential that they could have done uh, they could have you know said the same uh, matter in a different way and save all of us a lot more time uh, but they didn't do that and they went ahead and did all that shit and i can point to an example being the second half of the film ishq where shane nigam has basically come back for revenge against shine tom chaka for making his life a living hell as he uh you know invades his home just like kind of like how uh lal's character did in the uh, uh, in the film hi i am tony but the difference is that in ish uh, maybe because it's in the second half of the film but still they could have done a lot they could have given it a lot of bells and whistles but they stuck to the point of the film and uh the tension just rose because of that exponentially cuz they didn't really yeah what do you mean by bells and whistles uh, come again i didn't catch you what do you mean by bells and whistles okay can you bells and whistles me? meaning yeah i can hear you bells and whistles meaning like if we just taking hi i am tony again there's a lot of paraphernalia that comes with that film like there's a lot of setup and there's a lot of i mean i get the world building part of it but there are too many scenes that are expendable like there are too many scenes that does not need that should have been cut at the editing table it shouldn't be in the final product that is coming on the big screen again a place where people pay money and leave everything aside uh, and come come to sit down and watch a film right like i i that, that's the thing that's a difference from watching at home and watching in a the theater obviously so what they what i you know look for in such a situation like especially it was also done in the film uh, an invader angle has also been done in films like michael haneke's funny games uh, i think they really yeah. did a brilliant job with that oh uh, my god funny, yeah, game funny games is- <laughs> oh funny games is like one of those it's it's a what you called it's it's a general no no it's a it's the kind of movie that changes everything that that, that was the kind of movie mm. funny games was it mm. was <laughs> it's it's a slap in the face it's a slap in the face of if you yeah. haven't seen it you should watch it it's like yeah be, be, below 2 hours it's highly recommended it's it's about yeah these four uh for 2 2 these two kids two. basically two kids who invade a home asking for eggs if i am not mistaken and they just take over the home and you know it's uh, like make the family members their puppets for their own entertainment i mean Four it's all breaking <laughs> yeah the movie as a whole as far as i remember it's like this commentary on how much people like violence on tv that, that i think i think i remember reading that somewhere yeah. that that kind of what the movie is about and it's <laughs> there's also apparently there's a malayalam uh, <laughs> of it which i watched 
called White Boys, which is even more recommended. If Malaya, the Malayalis watch uh, here listening to this right now, go look up White Boys. Okay, I recommend that over Michael Haneke's version because it's so bad, it's good. It's so fucking bad. that i i don't even know the, the main difference between uh, white boys and funny games is that there isn't really an explanation as to why these guys invade this home in uh, funny games right they it's just they're fucking around essentially uh, weren't they am am i yeah. wrong i if i'm correct me if i'm wrong yeah so be yeah but the thing is we see the whole uh, how do i put it the commercialization of that uh, story where the heroes these guys who invade uh, it's acted by I, i think his name is kaushik malayali's known as uh, swami ayyappan in the old asian serial that's the guy uh, who's the main uh, lead of the film see the script writers had to make up a whole cock and bull story about how this guy is a sympathetic villain sort of and he's doing this because of you know some convoluted political blah 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 that which happened in his hometown and shit like that they had to glorify the guy so that uh, you know people can digest him as a lead i mean was that is that really necessary we see that in a lot of films right like if it's a, if there's a serial killer uh, in the film in, in a malayalam film or i've seen in couple of tamil films as well they have to glorify him as having a whole agenda and make him like a good guy in the end although he just killed like five or six people although he's what a serial killer he, uh, what do you call that what fallen hero i don't know i think there's a term for really it but I, i think there's yeah. a term for it but still it's just for tragic it's a tragic villain like it's always a tragic villain yeah, yeah. and it's, it's they have a tragic. really sad back story oh my god bad, anime bad flashback life. anime flashback <laughs> anime flashbacks for days yeah yeah it, it's like uh, it's like tokyo ghoul flashback you, the whole family oh, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. crushed tortured family torched mm-hmm. by someone who they are taking revenge yeah. on. and the perfect example is anjam padra <laughs> oh yeah, my god yeah essentially <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. and that it's <laughs> oh god like it's mm, the it was it's anjampadra is one of those it's very anjampadra is one of those movies that really tap into the tap into and show exactly how tropey uh, yeah exactly the word psycho yeah psych, quote unquote psycho <laughs> films in uh, yeah. in the indian malayalam tamil indian film industry is because it's yeah. just the word they go they go psycho they go serial killer it's like the buzzwords are there yeah. every other second and they have hacking yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. oh, I, the hacker the hacker is green graphics <laughs> for sure i don't like it's okay if you if you're going to go for unrealistic hacking yes go for it that's fine <laughs> whatever as long as you like are self aware about yeah. it it's it's all good but yeah. <laughs> i just i cannot like this the thing is that i, I it pissed me off because this guy was a psychopath <laughs> initially he was a psychopath yeah. now he's a serial killer with yeah. an agenda and then at the end they just cannot uh let it go and yeah. they want to want you to sympathize with him so much 
like yeah. so badly yeah. that they give him like the worst the most tragic backstory and then oh oh yeah. the world is unfair he is shot dead and yeah <laughs> it's i, uh, I, I can't even, like it's, when you watch like i it's the thing is it's not again it's a fictional universe the writer the god of the universe the writer chose to make right and the and the right and these writers choose to make this decision all the time for all these films in the same genre like when you like we're watching mindhunter right and it's mindhunter is probably like 90% uh, real life incidents and shit like that yeah it's based on the seen... book it's based on the yeah, book yeah based on the book yeah, yeah i know so imagine giving the btk killer a tragic backstory as to why he is doing all the heinous <laughs> thing that he's doing i mean are you what why or let's just take a fictional film as well like every uh, you know film bro will be jumping at the name of seven right now imagine john doe getting a, a tragic back story the guy is a psychopath that's about it they get a serial killer or a psychopath for the most part are people who get some sort of gratification out of killing people it's their art which kind which a character i guess indran's uh, character in anjam patra Produ- uh, you know uh, says in the beginning of the film like he uh, the ripper he likes murdering people he likes seeing the head crack open and shit like that that's pretty, i can i can that was actually a really nice yeah. scene uh, the, the them talking yeah. indran's acting really well but the thing is like funny yeah. uh, funny thing is backstory doesn't mean it has to be tragic like you can explain uh, mm-hmm. uh, like drawing another comparison to mind hunter ed kemper Yeah. He has a yeah. kind of a tragic backstory but still it doesn't really yeah. justify not as the show try to justify him to justify. killing his mom yeah. and uh, yeah. all of that because he, yeah his mom hated him his mom constantly yeah. devalued him and uh, yeah. was a misandrist mis- 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 and it's it's they don't justify he was, he was, it he was shit essentially his mother was a piece of shit but yeah and it's uh, they try to uh, showcase how he became how he turned into exactly. a serial killer how yeah. it could have happened but the thing is the difference yeah. with uh, between compare like with and coming back to anjam padra it's like yeah that the, this happening could be a good reason for him becoming like this but it doesn't need like the mm. sound design and the shots all of that doesn't need mm. to be sympathetic towards him because killing people yeah. Uh, I, i don't know justifying it like it's okay if that's what you want to do but it's just it's a bit like a cop out it's 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 yeah it's really, exactly it's actually like, very easy to do that it's not very that, actually, uh, yeah. it's it's very inoffensive everyone's a good yeah. person no one's bad no one actually and i think it's quite and i think it's kind of marketable as well like given the reactions that we get after seeing such films like after such like remember when anjam padra actually came out uh, not in theaters after it came out on tv and went on like telegram and shit like that remember all the whatsapp statuses of uh, the sharifuddin's character the serial killer in the character they were basically saying like they were making him some sort of like they were canonizing him for, to a certain degree they were glamorizing him i mean i get the point i get it I, i guess i guess they do that to get that sort of reaction because it One is extremely could, justifiable 
like you can like yeah. what they you know how they write those characters or how they write such a back story like of course we will tap into that of course we will feel the emotion there because we know that the uh, the character here has been uh, served grave injustice and he is fight and he is fighting against that in his own way he is uh, taking revenge in his own way we can all root for that but that's exactly what the writer wants every single time it's as if they're kind of you know making that story up or doing that trope again and again so that we can get that reaction out of it like how you know in some cheesy as bollywood films in, in order for the hero to be a sympathetic uh, protagonist they would write uh, they would write up a inconsequential terminally ill cute girl or a kid right who would come come up to the hero and say that i have a hole in my heart oh my god and we we feel the pain because we adore the child and we are humane right but the writer essentially wrote that so that he can use those emotions of ours i mean it doesn't contribute i think anything. Uh, yeah. i remember reading something i about this uh i think it was i i watched taste of sherry by abbas kerastovi which is <laughs> a stark it's like very in contrast to i don't mean to bash anjam padra but still in stark yeah. contrast to how emotions are kind of manipulated a, a bit yeah. Yeah. taste of sherry is very uh subdued brilliance is yeah. what i call it yeah, because yeah. the movie is uh, it's about this guy i mean actually it's actually better uh, watched without any knowledge of what's going to happen any not knowledge, even like yeah. googling what 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 it's about because that kind of adds to it and it's yeah. the movie completely focuses on the sound design on how on this man traveling in a car the noises of the car the yeah. sa- the dirt falling over the and there are some scenes even like this is this like i could watch this movie on loop for days and that, that's how amazing yeah. i think the sound design is and there's this scene where yeah. this guy has reached this watch post yeah and he's yeah. outside it's like there's a room it's a cabin so this the person he's talking to is inside and this man is outside and he reaches the end yeah. and he says something but we can't hear it no can the other the person who's supposed to be listening to him because of the wind yeah. and and all the work that's going on and i found that amazing because it's yeah. <laughs> it's such a small thing but it adds so much to and like that's the, what i mean that's what i mean by the you know bells and whistles that's what i mean by bells and whistles you know what i mean what did they do that there? there's nothing in excess there right there's nothing in excess but and it just it's pretty direct but it's very small but it's ve- very direct like get to the point is what i mean that's what i like to come small to ask you like, what do i mean by that yeah yeah and it's he says something and you can hear the muffled noise but you can't make out mm. and this guy says mm. oh oh dude mr buddy i can't hear you and he comes back yeah. and he says it and that just like that yeah. 10 seconds was for me so amazing and like <laughs> i yeah. was i was starstruck by <laughs> abbas kerstovi's uh, ability to do all yeah. this uh, and anand's quote <laughs> and the movie the whole movie is insane it's on youtube you can watch it it's very 
ah it's it's one of those things that people would call an award padam award movie the the kind of it has insanely yeah. slow pacing but if you actually just pay attention to every like if you just wear wear headphones and just listen it's like it's the a very pacing, i think the pacing is justified like you can't you know yeah, if you watch is. the film i think yeah like imagine if uh, spring summer by kim ki do ko space like a michael bay film like <laughs> as then who is doing all that shit is just weird but the thing again speaking on the film uh, which i highly recommend by the way spring summer by uh, those those are added to spring summer autumn and fall i suppose i might fuck it up that's why i'm not saying the whole name summer, so by kim ki do is it i think it's spring spring summer autumn winter yeah. spring again i think Yeah, yeah, something like so that. So the thing, we can see the thing like there to the sort of a redemption arc. Uh, if we watch it, it's a very slowly paced film. Again, like uh, the the one uh, uh, Lama talked about, uh, because it's set in a very it's it's set in a very real Zen environment. It's it it, talk, it talks about the story of a Buddhist and his disciple, and the redemption arc sort of uh, of the uh, disciple who has been who is a cruel human being kind of by heart inherently cruel person and uh, well it's obviously in stark contrast with this zen guru right but the man has gone out and i get, if i remember correctly again correct me if i'm wrong he murdered his wife or something and he comes back yeah, home yeah yeah he did he did yeah he there oh, right there the man a, yeah the man spoiler alert yeah. maybe <laughs> spoiler oh, alert i'm sorry yeah but i need so i'm spoiler alert i'm so sorry but i had to say this to make a point uh the thing is when he comes back the man isn't justified uh, you know what i mean he isn't glorified even though he is the protagonist he isn't justified or glorified he brings in uh, he's brought back and he does have a redemption arc but the st- but what he has done hasn't been removed from his psyche or hasn't been removed from our perception of the film or our sub- or the you know subconscious environment we create we've created for ourselves about the film that hasn't left uh, that element hasn't left there it's a, it's a point of guilt that keeps on you know tethering him down yeah. to reality we don't get to uh, like we don't get to reconcile having like, like because the movie is basically him growing up uh, and exactly. like, it's it's the movie is this uh, uh, a zen monk a zen monk a buddhist monk yeah. in korea finds yeah. this kid and uh, he you know raises him and that's the movie uh, it's about this yeah. kid growing up and growing old and until at the end he i think mm. he until he's really old and he himself yeah. finds another kid and that's it's like a cycle and yeah. this they don't yeah. allow you like you like him you like him as it's your grow you you watch him grow up and you like the kid he's a nice kid yeah. and and then he kills someone and he comes back and you're like mm, yeah. mm i didn't expect that you disappointed yeah. me and they don't yeah. let you reconcile that they don't uh, the plot or the director or the camera or the sound nothing lets you reconcile that with yeah. 
your sympathy with your li- love for who the person is and it stays there until he get it's and it still never leaves it's there it's there it forever to be uh, it's a it's 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 the guilt is there with him and we don't yeah. <laughs> that is that's one of the most amazing parts of this film like spring summer yeah. winter fall spring oh my god such a long name let's just call it spring let's just call it spring summer for the sake of it that's what i do at this point of time yeah it is one of those movies also when you look at korean movies and how they how before this is before parasite before parasite yeah, most of like when, 2000 mid like 2000 i suppose yeah. 2003 or 2002 uh i yeah. can't really remember but the, what i'm saying is like i wasn't referring to the movie when the movie was released i was saying yeah. before parasite the yeah. yeah it was uh before parasite the perception of korean films at least to me was thriller films like very thrilling very uh, memories of murder, memories of murder uh, 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 old boy old boy train yeah. to busan the usual suspects yeah, yeah th- those were the usual suspects then there's what else is one more oh my god the handmaiden handmaiden is uh, the you know missed handmaiden's also a thriller <laughs> and it, this was my perception going into uh, korean film and i had never and this this movie completely blindsided me and like took me for yeah. a ride that i never expected to have because i was i i, I was used to watching very high high octane thrilling revenge yeah. stories and action fighting all of that i just saw the devil and, and all uh, yeah yeah uh, that that movie is not that amazing but it still has really good like action choreography yeah. and shit it's it's fun yeah i'm not saying it's amazing the thing about this film is okay i just really want people to watch this film because Okay, I'll I'll just put it into perspective for me personally. I grew up watching these films because my father is a film nut, so he used to make me watch. Uh, like we would uh, sit around as a family and watch a lot of films. So I basically watched Spring Summer when I was a really little kid. Like probably was seven or eight. I don't even remember. I was not even ten. I, I I'm pretty sure of that. And I rewatched it again over the years, but I can still remember the first time that I saw this film. Even now, when I'm twenty. that's how much that film is stuck with me it's absolutely serene it's beautiful like we say again the award film thingy where the pacing is slow but it's just, it's about as then monk and his disciple how else is is it supposed to be paced i mean i don't know but it's the music the cinematography the location the story it's something it it provides a very nuanced it provides a very nuanced depiction of life it's not we are seeing a person grow up but we also know that this person is a murderer like and it's never reconciled and it's just it's it's something that never leaves you and it's it's one of the most beautiful films that i've ever seen in my life and i i can still vouch for that it's it uh, i just hope anybody who's listening to it just if you have the time just do check this film out it it will be worth your time i can promise you that that if you're taking anything away from this podcast just just check this film out i watched when did i watch i think i actually can't remember correctly i think it was a couple of months ago or a year ago i <laughs> can't this spring summer winter fall 
spring that's when i i watched this very very recently quite recently and it was at, at a point in my life where i am i i would like to go, <laughs> i was really into buddhism and all of that sh- sh- stuff and i had just read finished reading vagabond which is also oh, very yeah, let's go. which also has incredibly buddhist elements in it which like yeah. uh, <laughs> so many quotes so many quotes uh, stuff, like one of my favorite quotes of that movie from movie from that manga is uh, like manga. if you if you focus on the if you focus on a single leaf you'll miss the tree and if you focus on a single tree you'll miss the whole forest that uh, i still think about that like occasionally <laughs> and it's it's once again it's like an insane manga which is, is a part of who i <laughs> as we talked about in the intro for this in the trailer for the <laughs> for the podcast it's a part of my personality vagabond and so is yeah. spring summer winter fall spring too to an extent because this movie yeah. was basically there for me to see all of the buddhist principles and all of that stuff in action and exactly <laughs> like so many things like i would i don't want to spoil it so i'm not going to talk about certain things yeah. but there are certain there is like one scene where uh they this guy the, he has to carve a single character onto uh, what how many times i can't remember how many times like way too many times and uh, that's it like it's 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 an amazing movie it's like very it was very like just like how it's, it's, oh yeah uh, oh yeah spring summer sorry. not like yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's, it's my my yeah, go on. it's it's a very it was very moving for me too it's like a very important film for me because of what it was and how it surprised me and what it represents and yeah moving yeah. back to vagabond the <laughs> i generally i just i really do like like one of the because it's mm, one of my very what's the word like favorite uh, treasured plot points or uh, driving questions of a story is killing and is is killing people okay is killing people good and the whole uh, conflict with that where you can't really avoid doing that but you don't want to because especially when it comes to us for us it's very easy to say this but compared compared to when vagabond is set which is what a long time ago and there are wars all the time and you have to go go to war and all of that and it deals with this concept as usual as a as a normal anime shown in uh, <laughs> as a person who was who has who had been drowned in shonen all his life oh. i uh, reached this and the way they dealt with it is with such delicacy and such exactly. uh, nuance and how they go from a bloodthirsty <laughs> monster to who he becomes because i don't want to spoil it um spoil, 
it's amazing and it's <laughs> the the atmosphere everything it's the pa- again the pacing the thing about the pacing cuz vagabond isn't a manga that is paced like a normal like if you are to read berserk it's not paced like berserk right if it's not paced like a vinland saga it's definitely not paced like a one piece or a hunter hunter it has its serene moments of introspection much more than you'd get from an actual uh, from many manga like whether it be seinen or shonen Uh, like even if uh, there are such moments in berserk i would uh, i will definitely say that but the thing is it's much more uh, how do i put it it's much more transcendent when it comes to vagabond i guess it's how ino writes is i might be butchering his name i have so much respect for the man uh the mangaka of uh vagabond uh, uh, okay is, yeah maybe a bit of um background uh, what's the word yeah a takehiko, bit of information takehiko, you know? yeah. for for about vagabond and uh, takehiko in a way takehiko you know is yeah. like a very famous if if you if you are, are watching this and if you were part of the animax anime watching community as a child <laughs> like yeah. your teenage years you would have probably seen slam dunk and slam dunk yeah. is <laughs> Slam Dunk is uh, like I Slam Dunk was one of my first sports anime. It's still one of my uh, top uh, three sports anime. <laughs> Haikyuu is kind of the first now, but still okay. it's, it's 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 yeah. So Takeko in a way is the person who wrote this. It uh, wrote Slam Dunk yeah. and his art is very it's oh, very shit man. It's not what do you say it's not anime like in that it's like not big yeah. eyes very uh, cutesy not the cutesy is bad but it's he very he draws inspiration he draw, draws inspiration from uh, ukiyo-e quite a lot at times like yeah. uh, and he would, and he would kind of implement it like you can it's you can see the, uh, you'll see the appeal of it in a uh, in a in a manga like vagabond which is set in feudal japan so, uh, like it's, it's the characters are samurais and shit like that but uh, slam dunk is basically a basketball uh, manga so the sim- a similar art style kind of implemented the, the character uh, designs and everything uh, it's just the man's a genius the man's an yeah. absolute genius i, I, I have to say and, and on top of that vagabond is this is uh, vagabond i think as far as i remember he he's adapting this i i can't remember the book autobiography biography of miyamoto musashi who is the uh, the main character in vagabond he was a real person he was a very famous what's the traveling ronin or traveling samurai who yeah he he's a legend in Jap- J- japan a very important legend one of the people who transcended everything and became one of the best swordsmen under under the sun and all that and it's although as i i, I would recommend it to you sadly he hasn't updated like he hasn't written a chapter in 13 years or something i don't know if he will ever again and he's it's it's a like yeah, these these yeah, it's just at least kentaro mira is actually putting out more bizarre we got a chapter like couple of weeks back or something 
but that's not the case in with you know a hunter hunter or vagabond we we, we never know when, when we're going to get one and that's so, the yeah. weird thing with like manga that become very <laughs> vagabond is probably one of the man- first like vagabond is the first manga that i read that made me kind oh, oh, of okay yeah n- oh, no right. like made me realize that manga could be in the art you know art. yeah 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 manga could yeah. be the tarkovsky art that kind of art i i never considered yeah. that possibility and no. <laughs> he has an update in a long time and this is it's the same for uh, the berserk author mia kentaro miura he hadn't updated for 8 years and yeah. lucky me i uh, <laughs> i read i started reading and by the time i reached the last chapter he updated it and now he is updating it yeah. every 6 months so i got very lucky <laughs> and yeah. thank you for listening to second hand rants with lama and ran ran uh, we'll be continuing our conversation <laughs> about uh, yeah. manga and griffith and guts and berserk in the next episode which will possibly yeah. uh, be released soon there's a small there has been a small unexpected technical problem with my laptop being kind of uh, messed up and i can't really use it that which is why a this episode is late like by a day we kind of wanted to release it on friday but Yeah. alas my laptop kind of did me did me yeah, yeah. <laughs> flip me off on friday so i couldn't really do it yeah so thank you for listening yeah. we'll catch you on the next thank episode you.